Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Intention. Okay, here's the deal. This is going to be a hefty episode with perhaps some of our one of our hottest takes on the show so far. We're going to be talking about the phrase community over competition, also known as sharing your business tip with others. Is it gatekeeping if you don't share with others or is that allowed? We get down to the nitty gritty of this topic and explain why we run our businesses the way we do. Mm -hmm. Yep. We both have some personal experiences and opinions as far as being asked to share our business secrets. And while we know there is definitely some truth to community over competition, we are also here to offer our opinion that you absolutely do not have to share everything about your business operations and you don't have to share anything that you just don't want to share. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get right into it. We're going to jump quickly into our community news and then we'll go to town. So for our community news today, I found this amazing article that I'm really excited to share. This is a story that takes place in the Middle East. So some of the names, I did my best on looking up how to pronounce them, but if anything is pronounced incorrectly, I apologize. But I wanted to talk today, I found this project and it's called the Sirkani Darkroom Fundraiser. And what it is, is basically there's this individual, her name is Surbest Sully, And she opened up, this actually opened in 2019, but it is a mobile darkroom that is, it's a mobile darkroom school that is teaching kind of vulnerable and low income children in Southeast Turkey and Syria. And it gives them access to learn about photography through a mobile darkroom. So like traditional film photography in a darkroom. She's basically got it set up on a little trailer that she takes to these low income and just, you know, high war zone well, not high war zone, but just like, you know, distressed areas for kids to learn some of the arts. And I know what you might be thinking, why does that matter with these kids? But as someone who's gotten to bring arts and kind of media to underprivileged kids, it's amazing how much joy they find from it. So I found this really cool. If you kind of Google at all, Sirkani, it's spelled S-I-R-K-H-A-N-E, darkroom fundraiser all kinds of stuff comes up about about it you can see what the mobile darkroom looks like you can see some of the photos that the kids have taken which is really cool it's so cool to see what they've taken through their their little eyes and then you can if you they have like a fundraiser and a campaign open if anyone is so inclined to do research and donate to them so you just google sirkani darkroom and a main like .org page will pop up with ways to get more information and to donate to them. But I thought that was just some nice wholesome news that somebody back in 2019, oh, and the reason it popped up in my feed today is because they're looking to expand and put down like a more physical school for these kids to attend. So Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing about that. I'd never heard of that. That's so amazing. Oh, and oh, I just love that. All right. So Today, we are going to be making some waves with this episode, you guys. We already know that. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're going to preface this with this is our opinion, and you may have a different one. We are by no means sending hate out to anyone who holds a different opinion about this topic or anything like that. We are super open to hearing your thoughts on this as well, actually. But this is a topic that we feel pretty passionate about. 
And we think it's important that more than one opinion on this topic be heard and be shared. So that's why we're doing this today. Community over competition has become a popular and, let's face it, possibly overused phrase, mostly in the photography world. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what this means is we, talking about photographers, are expected to help each other to the top. It means don't worry about competing with other up-and-coming photographers, but continue to thrive in your niche and just work together. And while there is truth to the idea of not worrying about your competition and focusing on your own work... Beth and I have observed that this can translate into telling others in the industry all of your strategies and knowledge and being called a gatekeeper if you don't do so. Yeah, right. So the original idea um, was that you would be building each other up, right? But to be completely honest, realistically and unfortunately, over time, it's translated to asking other photographers for business strategies to the point where it crosses boundaries, right? So Mm-hmm. I mean, like sharing photographers, I mean, like asking photographers like where their shooting locations are, asking exactly how they do workshops and style shoots, their exact camera settings, presets they use, and more. And of course, there's different things you can ask about, but it's to the point where people feel like they're being taken advantage of. Um, basically, yeah. they're, you know, asking to be told things that they should be going out and learning through the proper channels. And I say the word should because this is what the photographers who are being asked for this information did. Yeah, I definitely see what you mean. Like there, there's definitely a line between getting advice here and there. I don't really have a problem with that, but then blatantly not doing your own research. Uh, now for me personally, I've even gotten a few DMs about what I do at a, as a photo editor and I truly don't mind answering a question or two. Like it really doesn't bother me if it's just a quick like, hey, what about blah, 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 and that's really it? Not a problem at all. However, early in my career, I had some long conversations where I disclosed a lot about my business, pricing, how I get clients, how I edit quickly, file sharing, like everything. And I kept answering them because I thought I was being nice. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. Someone trusts me with my information. But looking back, I think I experienced that line. And it's not like I'm trying to keep any great secrets or anything like that. I just, there's better resources out there than being in somebody's DMs like that. Mm, That's a good point too. Yeah. There are better resources out there sometimes than just going to the first person that you think you can ask. Um, Anyway, so as you can tell already, we have thoughts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what all of these thoughts really boil down to is this. Uh, Successful business owners have done a ton, a ton of work to get where they are today. They've invested in education, equipment. They've spent time and money, uh, sometimes even physical blood, sweat, and tears for these things. I mean, think about like, okay, let's talk about like two candy companies, for example, or something like this. You don't have one going to the other and asking for their best recipes. They have to coexist and continue to be the best that they can be and continue attracting their ideal clients. Uh, Not to drag on too long, but personally, like for example, working in Hawaii, we have one of the strongest gatekeeping communities in the photo world, specifically on locations. And it's for a purpose. It's to protect the land and to keep the very few quiet spots left on the island from getting overrun right. because we have a huge problem with spots in Hawaii being trashed, whether it's by tourists or by um, people who come and work there. Um, we have a big, big problem with that. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have never once asked for a location from another photographer here in Hawaii. Wow. And I never will. I will always go out and find spots on my own. And yeah, 
honestly, there's like a couple of spots right now that I cannot find to save my life. I have gone on multiple four plus hour hikes and gotten to the end and been like, this is the wrong spot. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So, and, it, and it's frustrating, but guess what? I know that all the photographers or the people that do know about those spots work just as hard, if not harder than I did. And I hope genuinely that they're enjoying the solitude that they deserve up there. And I find comfort in knowing that as long as those spots are lesser known, the land is being protected and the wildlife there is at peace. So just know as we go into this, that there are sometimes bigger reasons for people to be gatekeeping certain information or locations that you may not understand. So just let's respect each other as people and respect that gatekeeping is not always based in just selfishness. That's such a good point. And we're going to talk more about locations specifically, but I feel like locations is just a really big one and a really important one. And it's not to say that you're not allowed to ask for help when first starting out as a photographer. In fact, it's pretty expected that you invest in education and, and get advice from people in the business. And there's endless resources to do this when you're starting out, both paid and free. There's podcasts, there's YouTube, and so many more free resources out there. Those people that are putting these free resources out there are giving you permission to access their free information legitimately just out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just remember, successful business owners, especially, not especially, but also in the editing and photo world, work really hard to get where they are. And anyone can do it if they put in the work and if it's their calling. Okay? It doesn't help you in the long run, and this is a point we really want to make, it doesn't help you in the long run to get your information from others who worked really hard for it and just by asking to get certain information for free. Um, First of all, you're not valuing the other professional's time, the money, and possibly even the physical work they put into learning these things for themselves, but it also doesn't reflect well on you and your business. Depending on what you're asking for and how you're asking, it can come off as entitled or disrespectful, and you can be hurting or even ruining a potential relationship with a vendor or a colleague that you might have really wanted down the road. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. You want to be a trustworthy business owner right off the yes. bat and like have some experience under your belt before you before you kind of just go asking around because I totally understand how if you haven't like touched this topic you're trying to get into, like people are like, "Come on, at least know, at least know something." And you know what? Honestly, mm-hmm. this might ruffle feathers. It can straight up just kind of annoy people when you ask them for free information. Mm -hmm. Their time is money. And if you don't understand that, then here's what we recommend. You go out there, do your best to scale your business by your own creativity, your own time, your own money, Mm -hmm. and your hard work. Go find your own locations, get your own clients, and you'll quickly learn what that means. I have a feeling you won't just want to turn and tell somebody how to do exactly the same thing right off the bat. And kind of like Beth said, large-scale companies aren't sharing their secrets. And again, it's not even like we're keeping secrets, but large-scale companies aren't sharing all of their strategies or everything with each other, or else they'd be making the same product. Yeah, They're finding ways to stand out and to attract certain people all the time. That's really nothing new in business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's real talk right there though. Um, and I know we can sit here and talk, you know, it's easy for us to do that, but for some of you, this may not really make sense. We empathize with that. We understand, or you may not see the harm that this, okay, we're going to call it community guilt trip because in reality, right. unfortunately, that's what it's become. You may not see the harm that this community guilt trip can cause. So we're going to try to put it in realistic terms by giving some real life examples. 
So Ayla, if you want to start off with that, maybe with your thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. So like Beth said, we've both experienced kind of reaching the point in our businesses where interactions with people have kind of made us stop and go, oh, wait, I think I overshared. I think I was kind of taken advantage of. And it doesn't feel good. And experiences Mm -hmm. like this will honestly make you shift your business to start protecting your time and money. Uh, I suppose, honestly, I'm pretty lucky. I haven't had to deal with this too much as being a photo editor, but I have had occasions where people reach out to me for expertise on my business. So for a bit of context, I took a specific course for photo editing. If you're curious on which one, message us on Art of Intention. I'm happy to tell you all about it because I really support the people who created it. But I took the course, I learned editing, I learned client relations, marketing, setting up workflows, building your website, like everything done for you kind of course. And you know what? I paid $900 for it. I have, of course, made that back in my almost three years of editing now, so it was worth it. But I do understand that's a bit of a price tag for an education that I was willing to make. Part of this course and part of paying for it means I'm a member of... One for the course, but also a member of multiple private Facebook groups where their whole purpose is editors all in the group helping each other. Fellow photo editors getting business advice, Lightroom advice, and that's okay. People post questions in there all the time. One, because they all paid to be there. And two, everyone else in the group can choose how much or how little they want to research, reach out and help. And the expectation is that, you know, you're giving help in return. So it's a very much... That's the part of community that actually makes sense to me is everyone being a community with each other, conversing with each other and actually helping each other out because we're all taking this course along together. So we all know each other's putting in the work. So the kind of questions that are asked in there is like, hey, this part of the course didn't really make sense or hey, I had this client interaction. What would you guys do? That I think is amazing. So I've had other people who had not taken any kind of course reach out to me for some tips, which like I said, is fine to an extent, but they kind of started asking more and more things. And this isn't the exact conversation and I'm not that bitter about it, but it kind of started as like, hey, you seem really successful. Are you editing full time? And at the time I wasn't. And I was like, hey, no, I keep it pretty part time as I work a day job, but I've liked doing it on the side. And they're like, oh, well, about how many clients do you have to make it part time? And at the time I said, however, oh, I have like this many clients. And they're like, okay, so how many galleries are you getting per week to maintain part time? And that's when I started to get more vague. I was like anywhere from this number and this number, anywhere from two to, you know, five. And they're like, okay, about how many images and about how are you editing them quickly? And eventually I was like, alrighty, did you, what is this? Can you at least like, tell me the point of this conversation, you know? And so after that, after a certain amount of questions, I recommend my course. I say, hey, I took this course created by this person, highly recommend it. I can't say enough good things about it. They just dive into everything from editing to building your business. I highly recommend you check it out if this is something you're looking into doing. And the biggest response without fail every time I've had this conversation is I can't pay for that at the time. And that's, Mm. I understand that is fair. I understand not everyone has the capacity to take the course I took. And I actually took a less expensive one out there. Like photography and education courses can definitely have a price tag, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to regurgitate all the same information for free. I've even had people offer to pay me a small amount for an hour of my time, like a mentor session. But that at this time doesn't sit right with me because again, all the information I've already paid for and gotten 
from someone who can explain it better than me and who has video recordings and classes and all this stuff that's so much better so I even say like I'm not offering mentor sessions on it like I don't want to profit off of something that this other person has worked so hard to create and did a better job at it's information that's literally already out there if you're serious about starting a business Mm -hmm. education comes first and you have to spend money to make money heck even if you absolutely have to start for free like I said there's so many resources on that before you go into people's dms so it wasn't that bad of an of an interaction but now I just have a bit of a limit on what I'll share before recommending whoever's asking to go elsewhere elsewhere (laughs) elsewhere um if anyone is listening who has reached out to me and asked the questions don't worry I'm not mad at you or I don't think you did anything wrong Mm -hmm. just understand the point of my story is to highlight the fact that investing in proper education not just DMing someone on Instagram will set you up for success in your business it's almost out of love that I redirect you somewhere else Exactly. Our whole point of this is to kind of bring back the original meaning of community over competition, drawing out what that means. And again, we'll talk about that more in a second. But the dynamic has unfortunately shifted from, oh, if you don't give me what I'm asking for, you're a gatekeeper and you're going to be shunned or you're mean, you're not a nice person. But the truth is there's so much more to that and that's so unhealthy and it doesn't help you in the long run. I really just, oh, that it totally hits me in the heart hearing that from you and hearing you describe your interactions with that. Mm. Um, Because for me, the interaction that – or really it was multiple interactions with one individual in particular that changed my mindset for good. Um, It was a few years ago. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I was – in the beginning of starting a series of really successful workshops in a small town I was living in at the the time, and another um, photographer who had never spoken to me before, I think we maybe knew of each other, but would never had any interactions. Um, They asked to speak to me under the guise of wanting to rent something from my um, rental collection that I did also on the side uh, for photographers. And once we were there looking through the items, they proceeded to ask me like a million questions about my workshops, where I plan to do future ones, what companies Mm -hmm. I partner with, how I get people to come, how I get partnerships, um, how much I charge, how I figure every, I mean, every little detail you can imagine just asking me and they made it seem really casual. So I answered, I mean, all their questions that I can remember. Um, and not more than three days later, it may have even been as soon as like two days later, they released, um, their own workshop. They had never said anything about it before online, but on social media, they announced their they were starting their own workshop series and they proceeded to release, do an early release of four locations and four workshops. And each location was the exact spot I had told them I was going to do. No. And even similar themes. Yes. And oh my gosh, I just, I was so heartbroken and I felt a level of defeat that I honestly can't put into words. And I couldn't find the energy to do another workshop for months. And uh, I did not, by the way, I did not confront this person and by the way, they'd never rented anything from me from the closet, from the client closet. So that was pretty, it was pretty obvious what their motives were. Um, I simply, Gosh. honestly, I just kept quiet. And my response was on my end, quietly learning how I could protect my business in the future without being like grumpy or mean because I didn't right. want to be bitter. You know, I want to help people. I do love when these communities can come together in our photo editing world, I like when we can have a real sense of community. So I didn't want to be bitter, but um, I lost some serious business because of this. And oh, Mm -hmm. and on top of it, by the way, I found out about a year later through a woman who came to one of my 
future workshops once I found the motivation to do them again, that that person had also been going around telling people that we work together and using my credibility that I had built up with my workshops to elevate themselves and their workshops. No. And they unfortunately proceeded to rip off models. I had, multi I had multiple models coming to me and complaining um, just through, again, it's a small, it was a small town. So I had right. used the same model. Oh, that's another thing. They used the same models that I used and then treated them very poorly. And um, oh people were gosh. thinking that we were somehow exactly. And again, I had zero interactions outside of this with this person. And so it was just unfortunately just hurt my business in multiple ways. And I had to start doing some some damage control on that, which was so, so sad. So unfortunately, yeah. because of that, it really brings up red flags for me. If someone is the kind of person who will just outright ask for things for free, um, ask for free, not things for free, but ask for free information from me without even trying to have a relationship first or without it being a give and take kind of what, uh, what you were saying before Ayla struck mm -hmm. me so strongly just in the way that people want information, but there's no give there. I'm happy to give, but you know, if you're going to ask to take something from someone, there needs to also be a give, give and take or real relationship. I had someone else call me once and we did a, a phone interaction and this person I had never heard of before, never talked to before. And they called me on the phone. They texted me first asking if we can set up a time to call. They had some ideas for me. So we did. We get on the phone and this person did not tell me anything about themselves, did not ask me how I was doing, who I was, asked me to just get the, no zero attempt to try to get to know me at all. And again, we did not know each other and went from zero to 60 straight asking me um, how I did my, again, ask me about workshops, ask me if I wanted to partner with them on workshops. This is someone who had never done workshops, was not very prominent in the community that that they are living in. Anyways, so just right. big red flag for me. And it's just so sad, but I think that the real way you can build a community um, with the community over competition kind of a thing is by having real relationships in the community that you're in real relationships. And that's how we're going to fix this damage that's been done of turning it into a guilt trip circle. Oh my gosh. That <sighs> I remember a couple of years back, you had roughly kind of told me that, but I just, I didn't know the yeah. long-term effects of something like that. And yeah. I, I feel like the photography niche kind of has more room for that, like idea stealing and stuff. Like there's only so many yeah. things you can really do with editing, but it's just, it's so crazy to me that intentions like that are still out there because you and I are so genuine and at least do our very best to be. I just, I don't know. I couldn't right. picture, I couldn't picture that. And it's actually, I, this just recently came to my mind. It's kind of what you said about how you haven't asked for help and you've done a lot of the groundwork on your business and stuff even with us starting this right. podcast not you know even a month ago and the months before that preparing when Beth and I learned like what kind of software you need what gear yes. you need you need to host your podcast on something it was this whole monster we took on and we didn't ask anybody about it <laughs> we just like exactly could, could it have been easier if someone out of the goodness of their heart was willing to give us that information sure i Maybe. i could name at least three people that i know personally who have podcasts that i could have gone and asked about and knowing these people they probably really kindly would have given me the information but 
I I just I was really uncomfortable doing that. I didn't want to do that. I looked up a blog post that was step by step starting yep. a podcast, and that's what we went off of. Step one, this. Step two, gear. Step three, hosting. Right. And we just went step by step through that. And it was a bit of trial and error. It doesn't necessarily mean things are going to be easy, but we both just agreed like we're going to figure this out the best way right. we can do it. We don't need to know how other people got their podcast. Well, yeah, it's just it's unnecessary to go and tell someone, hey, I don't value your time. Can you spend time answering every question I have about this topic that they are probably, you know, busy working on too. And it wasn't that hard. Like that was another thing too is sometimes it's really not that hard to, yeah, there was trial and error, but once we got into the swing of it, it's just, that's just what you do. I don't know. That's just where yeah. our mindset is. That's just what you do. You look it up online. The, you can always ask Google. And Google yep. is, you know, there's real people behind there that are giving that information away. We you live don't in have a to ask someone time. who didn't offer it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. People have already, like you said, I love what you said before when you said the information you find on Google is from people who have already said, I consent to you having this information. I want to help you. Those are the resources that you can go after first and foremost, at least. Sometimes Absolutely. obviously you have to ask for help. But anyways, sorry, I'll let you go on. Well, yeah, it actually leads wonderfully into my next point, something, because so- the point, the point <laughs> that we're making with this <laughs> is it's not wrong to need extra help. It's not wrong to ask for help. All of these things. And our opinion in the fact that community over competition has been used to guilt trip photographers or really any business into not sharing their information and not being helpful. The point we're making is that there is absolutely community in this business and it's give and take and it's interacting yeah. with each other. Yes. And it's also kind of goes along with um, con uh, create, don't consume. Like you're not always looking Ooh, for what other yeah. people are doing. I'm trying to apply that. This is a side note, but I'm trying to apply that in my like socials. I'm not always the best at it. Sometimes I need to scroll reels and just get an idea, get get a trend so I can make a post. But generally I'm trying to sit back and think like, what do I want to create? I don't care if it's over six seconds long and it's not really going to get viewed. I don't care if the sound I use isn't the top sound. What do I want to make and convey about my business? So Going actually into my point, something I've noticed about myself in my business in the last few months, like I said, I'm a part of many editing Facebook groups. The main one I'm in that aligns with my course has been an excellent resource. Like in the beginning, when I first launched, um, I was able to get so much help in the beginning of my career, especially like technical Lightroom help, how to find my niche, branding, client problems. Like I was in that group for all the things. I was asking questions. And of course, I was actively helping other editors with their questions too all the time. Even now people are like, Hey, are we still in slow season? How are people getting clients? And I'm happy to share a few things like that because that's why I'm a part of these groups. That was great for the beginning of my career. But in the last five months or so, I've started to kind of experiment with slowly easing away from going to Facebook groups like that and just trying my own things to see what sticks. Like I said, the course I took is built for you kind of down to the point of like what every page on your website will look like, your exact workflows, which is great for starting out. But after a couple of years in business, I'm like, okay, what can I do to be different? I'm actually, I'm rebuilding my website now, my website now because I want it oh. to be different than the one I was taught. And I, I don't even follow photo editors on socials really. There's a few I follow because like we've kind of been in it together since the beginning of this course, but I don't go out there and follow photo editors all the time to see what they're doing. I I actually don't even want to know 
what they're doing because I don't want to be doing the oh, same wow. thing every photo editor is doing. Um, and I, of course, won't I won't bore you with all the that. specifics, but I found myself being kind of less active in these groups and trying things on my own. I still like to offer help if it's a question I can offer help on because I just like to do that. But I I haven't asked a question in there in months because I'm just trying to come up with my own answers and try things out. And you know what? Sometimes it's a miss. Sometimes the idea doesn't mm-hmm. stick. One time I held a sale in the beginning of fall and I got so much work from that. I tried a sale at a different time of year and it flopped and it was actually, it was embarrassing because, you know, I put it out there and nothing came back. And I was like, oh, I guess nobody else knew that. But for me, I was like, geez, but yeah, no, no. that's the reality of trying your own stuff sometimes. But at least I got to try it without having to go to like a council and get approval on it it's it's quite freeing and empowering to actually get creative and step out on your own scary sure but absolutely worth it if you end up finding success in it then you will be the person that people book so they can experience you not a photographer that you're trying to be like or a photographer that you dm'd for 20 minutes and got some advice for they they want to work with you and what that means for you I love that. And you know what? Another another thing I would say is that creativity has a snowball effect. So if you try to have the discipline to do this, you're going to find that it gets easier and easier. And yeah, we all have slumps that we fall into where we get kind of like writer's block, but whatever the form of that is for social media and creators. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, I love what you're saying because it will just build on itself and it will have a snowball effect. And the more you do that, the more creative you're going to get. Yeah. And wow. Okay. So we know it's been a lot so far, at least maybe it feels that way. I don't know, but I hope our examples helped you see what this can look like in action with our community. And we're not here to just vent, even though we are like a little bit, not going to lie, but we're also (laughs) trying to really highlight the downsides of oversharing about your business without expecting anything in return. And if you are a fellow photographer or editor in the industry and you're relating to this, you're listening to this and being like, I have had some of those conversations or I am scared to give out information because of something that's happened to me. We want to help you. We kind of wrote down and brainstormed some ways you can, what we call politely gatekeep, essentially ways you can redirect people to other sources and protect your business with love. Yes, exactly. This is where we're trying so hard to bring back the heart of the original intent behind community over competition because that is a positive thing. The original meaning of it, the original intent was positive. It has just become an undeniable negative with it being a guilt trip now, like the most common guilt trip in this community. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agreed. So first off, if someone is asking for, say, pricing or specific techniques, um, this kind of happens a lot with my niche. How many, how many thing how many weddings do you edit per week? What kind of jobs do you say no to? What kind of people do you say your style is? Like all these things, and you don't have the time or honestly simply don't want to give them this information, you can kindly yeah. redirect them to other sources, telling them that you watched some YouTube videos, paid for a course, etc. And you can tell them the name of it because then you're also supporting the people that you got that information from. And if you're if you're utilizing and actively partaking in that information, the least you can do is refer other people to it to help those people. And again, build that part of community. I actually wrote down in our notes, like little (laughs) 
mini scripts for what you can say. <laughs> so if you don't want to give out oh, yeah. additional information, you can say something along the lines of, hey, thanks for reaching out. It's so cool to hear that you're interested in whatever niche in editing mm -hmm. and that my business stuck out to you. I actually got most of my editing education from Blank Course and I highly recommend it. Everything is set up for you and gives you step-by-step -step tools to really expand your business. And they word everything better than I could. I, I can send you the link directly to it. Something like that. I love that. I love that. You know what? And let's make those into some Instagram graphics and we'll share that so you guys can see Ooh, that and save it for the future use. So keep a lookout for that on our Instagram um, after this episode. So I would say if you are kind of on the other end of that too and you don't just want to give away the resources you feel like you can actually help, maybe you want to um, offer this information, but you don't want to give it away for free, this is a good way to know that you're ready to offer mentorships. Okay. And it can mm -hmm. be something small, like just Zoom calls, or it can be full on in-person meetings. And this is just, again, I know not everyone's comfortable with that, but look into that. If you feel like, yeah, I do want to be someone who helps people though. Well, let's keep building up the knowledge in the community that time needs to be respected and people's effort and knowledge needs to be respected. So you don't have to give away the information for free. Yeah. And I wrote um, a I wrote a script for that one too. If you oh, want to hear it. I love it. Yes, I did. So if you're considering offering mentorship to someone, which if you've been in your industry for I don't know what the specific timeline would be because you know people gain experience so slowly or so quickly, but let's say if you've been a successful photographer for like two years, I'd and someone is consistently asking you for your advice, I'd say you're you are worth it to do a 30 minute or one hour call with them but if yeah. they're in your dms asking all this information you can totally again hey thanks for reaching out that tends to be my go-to thanks for reaching out yeah. if you're not opposed to this this is something that i learned working for a more like corporate -y job at one point if you're not opposed it's just a good yeah. way to say like if you want to or blah 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 it's just a stronger way but anyway hey thanks for reaching out if you're not opposed i'm currently offering 30 minute or however long coaching calls where you can ask me all your questions and we can find a good direction for your business you can book in my calendar assuming that you have some kind of scheduler you can book in my calendar and secure a call spot and my current rate is this per hour here's the link to do so yeah. and you know sending yeah. them the link so they actually take that action if that puts a bad taste mm -hmm. in their mouth um you're not the problem <laughs> yes thank you that's that's so yep that's the way to say it um exactly and the more people that value their own time and that have these kind of responses it will be more normalized as it should be so that's great and just mentioning in that message like you said i love that message i love that uh, template and you can just stress like oh those are great questions you have. This is the place where you can ask them and where I will happily answer them. Yeah, um, let's, and let's get, if you're in the same town, let's get a coffee. Let's sit down. Like let's, yes. let's actually decide a direction for your business to go instead of a 20 minute DM conversation. Exactly. Which is never as thorough. Let's be honest. It's never as thorough. And honestly, um, kind of on a similar note, because I know sometimes in our world, it's asking for locations. And that's so tricky. I understand that. I really do. It's so hard to say no. But if you really don't want to give away those locations, you can just tell them you're sorry to, sorry to disappoint, but that you were given that spot by someone else and they asked you not to share it. Um, yep. Something like that. It's, it's hard to say no. I know that it is, but that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to change the mindset on this and trying to 
get people away from the guilt trip that's happening around people not wanting to share information that they worked really hard for. So let's do this together. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's always okay to stand up for yourself and say that you're not comfortable giving away certain information. Um, something about yeah. locations, what you said just now, just reminds me of the area where Beth and I grew up. It's uh, We're in a small town, mm-hmm. but it's actually surprisingly a very touristy town. And we've watched it grow in popularity over the years, which is great. It boosts the economy. It does all these things. But Beth and I have watched a lot of our childhood spots get busy and get crowded, Mm -hmm. which is fine. That's the natural progression of things. But we can both speak from experience. We know so many places that would be great for photos and stuff that will never be an option because of tourism. So that just strikes an extra chord outside of photography for me if you have a place Um, My mom and I actually, we have so many hiking trails and stuff that we don't tell anybody about just to keep them quiet for tourism's sake and preserving the land and all of that stuff. But that's just like a side note. But uh, basically, you don't even have to excuse yourself for not sharing a location if someone's like where was this you can be like right it's gorgeous it's this it's this little spot you know around this general area because obviously you're probably sharing the general area this it's it's this little spot in yosemite i found it's nice and private um for now i like to keep it that way and if they persist because you'd be surprised how many people persist be like i am not disclosing locations i am sorry to disappoint you i really encourage you to hike this area and and find yes. it. You, there's probably spots I don't even know about that you might find, you know, right. like always trying to spin it positively, right. well, I suppose. Exactly. And kind of like we were saying before, as far as information goes with that, you just redirect people to different resources. The way you redirect someone for locations is you say, how I find my spots is I go out and I hike these areas. I bring like a day backpack with me and my water and my snacks. It's actually a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it if you try it. And I love what you just said, Ayla, about you'll find spots that I don't even know about too. Right. So, and of course, just saying it nicely, you can always say this stuff kindly. You can always say it kindly. Just reach into your heart. If you want to be helpful, if you're a naturally helpful, kind person, just lean on to how you want to phrase it. Yep. Totally. And yeah, like Beth said, you can always phrase something kindly. If you continue to find your boundaries getting pushed, you know, it's don't be afraid to be firm. Again, not mean, but you can say, yeah. you know, if if you've kind of explained a time or two that you're not really disclosing that much about your business, you've tried to refer them to the course, you've tried to book a mentor session, you've tried to do all these things and they're still persisting. I'm not one for ghosting people, even if that would be the more fun option to do. But you can just say, I'm sorry, that's all I plan on sharing with you. I need to get back to work and I will not be disclosing any more information about my business. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that would be like your wits end response, but that's you're not a bad person for doing that. No, you're not. And I think sometimes people don't realize when they're pushing your boundaries. I know we keep kind of going off on this, but it's also okay to say, I'm sorry, but I feel like you are not respecting my time and my boundaries that I'm Mm. trying to put up. Sometimes people genuinely don't understand that like they're not respecting you and respect is really important. And so just say that and they'll usually go, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You're so right. And it will also help them with their interactions in the future with other people. So that's it's okay to also say that you feel like you're not being respected anyways wow (laughs) mike mike drop like don't actually drop it but you know you could (laughs) (laughs) mic drop exactly oh seriously we we really wanted to get this out there because we want to really see this change start happening but all that being said we know that 
all of us from time to time are going to be on the side of needing to ask for information and needing to ask for help. Um, whatever it may be, uh, don't worry. We're going to also share the ways we can think of that are the most respectful for going about right. that. So Ayla, I'm going to start by just asking you, what is, how would you say is the best way for asking for advice in the edit- editing industry? What do you like to right. see? Like I said, I, I'm kind of blessed that it's it's less complicated than photography. I feel like there's just a lot more ways for things to get sticky with photography. So yeah, luckily I haven't been in too many precarious situations. But if you're considering something like what I do, photo editing for photographers and making that your career, I cannot recommend this enough. If you didn't hear me say it like 10 times in this episode, I'll say it again. Invest in education if you're just starting out, even if it's YouTube education. I see a lot of photographers who are trying to step away from photography and into photo editing. And if you're already familiar with like Lightroom, Photoshop, just put together a little before and after portfolio and get yourself into Facebook groups. And along with taking a course, if you decide to do that, get into Facebook groups for your editing. That's where you can find clients. That's where you can find editing help, all this stuff. See, that was a resource just there, Facebook groups. They're even, like, like I said, there's many that are meant to just be for resources and editing help. These groups may ask for your website or may want to see that you're experienced. So just be prepared for that, even if you have to put together a quick portfolio on something like Wix. If you do join a group and go to ask advice, be prepared to give it as well. Uh, I've been in a few where like once a week, it's kind of the same person asking questions and then you never really see them again. They don't get kicked out or anything, but it's just kind of an unspoken, like Beth said, give and take. Uh, honestly, it's not the worst thing to reach out to an editor themselves if you're really stuck and you really trust their work, but just know your limits and don't try to get all the information you need from them. Don't try to build your business from this one person. Feel free to follow their socials and engage with their content. Build them up, comment on their stuff, build relationships, share their work. Someone who feels like they know you and is supported by you is much more likely to help you out because you seem like a friend. However, with that, just because you are active on somebody's page doesn't guarantee they have to share anything with you either. You know, like you can definitely support and be a friend to them, but don't do it with the mindset of they owe you now. Yeah, I like that. And that honestly perfectly segues into how I like to see this happen personally. Um, Because personally, I like to connect with other people on a personal level. I like to actually become friends. And I like if we can maybe explore together. If it comes to locations that you want to know about, let's explore together. Let's find new places together. And um, naturally, as we become friends, we're going to both learn from each other. It's always about the give Mm. and take. That's the biggest thing that has been missing as this has changed over the years. It's the give and take people, you know, people just want to take. So the other thing I've had people, uh, take me out to lunch. This happened to me once someone wanted to take me out to lunch and pick my brain. Uh, if you're going to do that, I'm just going to be honest. If you intend to pick the person's brain specifically at that meal, at least pay for the meal. You know, that's, (laughs) I like the courtesy there, the respect. That's that's a great rule. Love it. (laughs) Like if that's the main point of the, of the, you know, interaction of the lunch, just offer to pay for the food. Let's see. Of course, I'm, I like to see mentorships. I offer mentorships and I like to do them if I want information or if I want to learn from somebody. I was going to, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but you have mentored people. Like I, I've worked with you in a second shooter of yours before. Like you have absolutely invested that time into people before, haven't you? And like had really good work relationships like that. 
Exactly. I love that. I really love that because even if honestly, you work because- so well one-on-one with people, like it's, oh, thanks. <laughs> if oh. anyone has tried to reach out to Beth, but doesn't want to do a mentorship with her, she's really good at it. So we're, oh. we're not just saying like, do a mentorship if we've never done it before. Beth's done it. She's worked one-on-one with people and taught them a lot. Like oh. anyway, move oh, anyway. Thank you. That- that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, that's too nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just, I I enjoy being one-on-one with people. And, you know, that being said, it doesn't always have to be a mentorship. Like, I like those friendships. Um, I love uh, meeting new second shooters. Um, I have a pretty small second shooter list, people that I like to work with every time. But those people, I don't even care if they're not teaching me things. I just like people and I like having that friendship and I like being able to go, hey, I want to go on a hike. Will you go with me? And then they, they, I have someone to ask and go with. So it doesn't, I don't have to be getting like receiving um, knowledge or information or tricks or secrets in return. I just like that there at least be a genuine connection outside of, oh, what can I get from you? And I mean, I think we all, I think we all, if we're honest with ourselves, we all have felt that way at one time or another and we all understand what that feels like. And respect is just like my biggest thing. So I just want people respecting my, my time and my money and uh, my knowledge so I'm and then you'll be doing that for them too you don't want to waste their time either so yeah exactly so just remember that experienced entrepreneurs will always have a good reason for why they do or don't do something Um, even if you choose to do it differently and even if you do it differently for the rest of your life they have their reasons so let's just respect each other's reasons and try to go about things the right way amazing everything like seriously so good I that's all our notes that wraps up today's episode I believe that was oh my gosh yeah we've been (laughs) Beth and I've been talking about this topic for not like a long time but a few weeks now but I've just been itching to do it since then and right we hope you enjoyed hearing this and we hope that it gave you some hope if you're currently feeling kind of lost in what feels like a slowly more so disingenuous phrase nowadays if you've yeah. been confused on uh do i do i share stuff do i not do i engage do i keep it secret we hope this brought some clarity of we truly do believe in community with everyone participating yeah. in it and you are worth not being taken advantage of we know you have probably yes. worked very hard to get to where you are today mm-hmm. and you're worth protecting yourself essentially yes exactly mm all good stuff. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope to see people draw out the original meaning of this phrase to once again, start fostering a community that respects one another and grows alongside each other. To hear more from us, visit us on any podcast platform or on Instagram at art of intention podcast. We would love to hear from you until next time.